right so that was very interesting so let's let's go into the second part of our of our uh, discussion here where mm-hmm. if you were to now imagine the young money from 20 years ago you know coming to you somebody who has done engineering maybe one two years into their career what would you say are three career experiments that the young money can try and if you can frame it as okay here is an example of an experiment here is how long you want to try this to get the full benefit out of it because a lot of people don't know what's the duration that that is that is really optimal and then um, and then also what's what are you trying to get out of it what does success look like so i think as i said when you start off on your career as i said in the first part i think uh, you have to give it your all in terms of learning you have to be humble you have to kind of like uh, keep your head down there's almost everything that um, uh, you will learn in order for you to be successful is on the job and so you know you have to take that as seriously as any academic um, i would say you know opportunity that you pursue right so i would say the first couple of years at least would be like you'd be like uh, basically full on <laughs> if i could use that term right i think uh, i would suggest that um, the only thing that you need to guard in that phase and actually not worry about compared to probably what you would have picked up in school or with your peers the fact that time doesn't matter i mean this is a very very long run it really doesn't matter if like somebody is starting a year or two earlier or if somebody's gotten ahead or, or perceived to have gotten ahead only been a 6 months to 2 year period because really life and career will be measured on like i think needs to be measured on and you will you'll see that when i say measured ultimately what is like what makes you happy and feel successful is at least on a 25 to 30 year horizon so one or two years here really doesn't matter right and that's number one secondly i would say that um i would encourage um people to kind of not lose their i think work for learning it is natural that uh, once you've kind of like okay either you've been to an iit or like you you feel like you've been there done that and then you've kind of um, hit the big time in a good job that there is a phase of like a little dip either in motivation or in like the pursuit of learning so to speak but i think that's i think that that sort of like between like um, i would say year 2 to year 5 in your career if you can retain at least a little bit of your passion and interest in learning i think that would be the crucial phase where you know you would already be a reasonably accomplished skilled person in your current or like what is hopefully your chosen field but you can also have the capacity and i'm quite sure because if i did anybody else can uh, has to basically pick up skills and be good in something else. i mean that could be anything right that could be something um yeah as technical as like i don't know like an alternate career whether it is like you know coding or it could be a passion like it's painting it could be an interest in a field like it's economics or public policy uh, or like it could be absolutely anything it could be like for example acting i think it's very important actually and uh, you know again i would have probably scoffed at somebody who made this suggestion back when um i was probably a student or the earlier of my career but what i realized again is the fact that you need something to basically occupy your mind and distract you from what is your i would say core jobs and all that right and i think it's very important i mean i think there is this concept of decision fatigue that i think um, people speak of in like behavioral uh, economics and so on where literally your brain just tires of making decisions and that's mostly decisions in your day to day job that you need to energize it and enthuse it with like something else 
right? So having said these two things, I think the third thing I would say as a natural corollary to one and two is the fact that, um, you know, uh, in terms of career experiments, right, there's multiple of them. I mean, there are things that you can do while you're still in a job, as I said, you know, even as a, I guess, like a person running a global business across three time zones, uh, I guess I, I was able to pull out weekends to go and like, uh, sort of study something or pick up skills to kind of embark on the next phase. Like I, if I were younger, probably could do more stuff online. I think you have to skill yourself for, for a period of like whatever that is, you know, um, call it anything from as low as like three months to probably two years. And when, when you make a switch or when you take a serious dive into it, again, it doesn't have to be giving up one for the other. It can be something in parallel. I think the minimum time you need to give yourself is like between two to three years, right? Because I think it takes probably six months to a year for the newness and the enthusiasm to wear off. I mean, anything new that you do, the first six months to a year sounds like, oh, awesome. Things are great. Because, hey, you're like, you're only learning. Everything is new. B, you probably have more responsibility. And C, like you never get in the depths of something, right? So I think, I think, I think it's only as you tick past year two and somewhere between year two and year three, where you, you really get into the core of anything that you've tried. And it's only then that you really, I think, can extract whatever value and learnings there is from that, right? And I think, you know, hopefully, uh, as a combination of those three, you basically have developed uh, at least one thing away from work. It does, as I said, it does not have to be another career. It can be something as simple as like a, you know, well, it's not simple, something talent, uh, another talent, whether it's singing or painting or even, I don't know, solving puzzles or something like that. And I think that's very important. I hope that helps, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that you that you said there, which sort of stuck out is uh, you almost said that you need something to uh, for, for continuity. I think you mentioned decision fatigue. A lot of people, they they feel like, uh, you know, and myself included, feel like, um, OK, I, I have I am X years old and I have not yet done Y. <laughs> and therefore, yeah. there is something. And so that comes back to you and man what am i doing am i making the, these decisions faster can i think of some other decision and so on and so forth and mm -hmm. so um as a contrast to that or uh, sort of as a ballast to that you have something that that you have continuity with i think you mentioned this is something outside of work that you keep doing right um yeah i mean like, that, did i get that right yeah like for example i'm just saying like you know for me public policy is more about you know, like everybody reads, everybody has an interest in civics. I mean, back when we grew up, you know that a lot of us used to, you know, talk like endless nonsense about this stuff, right? And you you just sort of like pursue it, I would say, a little bit beyond the sort of sh shallow and already you find, okay, you have an interest in it and then see if you can do something about it. That's all I meant. I just, I just, I just meant that it doesn't have to be like a career where, hey, uh, okay, I'm going to then like be the be the best guy in this i think just pursuing that passion beyond the uh scratching the surface already i think helps you in your mind and ultimately helps you in your perspectives which you will find will actually you know help you back in your core job even when you want to return to it right that's what i meant because i think yeah. a lot of this is in the mind you know there's this need for us i think <laughs> to keep excelling especially the population I think at which this podcast is like directed to, I'm guessing like all like type A personalities, right? I think it's very important that, you know, if you take out the factor of time and achievement orientation, 
through having probably you know multiple channels because i think one of the benefits of having this multiple channel approach is hey, you can't be good at everything right like you know what i mean so automatically you'll i think you'll develop those life skills know that you know you probably there you have to spend time learning and time doesn't matter like as you said you don't have to time yourself against certain benchmarks set by external peers i hope that helps yeah. right yeah and yeah that's that's fair one last thing um going back to something you had earlier said about how relationships are important in finance you know today you see um you know fintech of course is has been in the in the news for almost five maybe a little, little bit more years and you see a lot of the use of uh technology and and other tools uh, just do you have any perspective on how does the relationship aspect matter does it still matter and how does it all come together let's say for example i take a consumer product like uh like robin hood for example right it's where is the relationship part of this can you can you comment on that yeah i can actually because i mean i i obviously have been in foreign exchange and you know people have been calling for sort of like the death of foreign exchange in terms of people interaction for years and years right you know over time what the industry and like i think the market has realized is that ultimately blended approach and i don't mean ai or anything like that again i'm not a person who thinks that okay i'm i'm not like you know elon musk right i don't think that like for example machines replace humans or whatever at some point so if you if you have that view i think you can talk probably talk of a number of industries let alone finance within i would say normal ranges like you know let's call it like okay maybe uh, maybe a self driven car within the next 10 to 20 years is possible but it's not going to be every car if 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 from that view of the world what i would say is that um you know technology only helps uh, i would say um sharpen some of the areas in which humans need to intervene uh you mentioned robin hood right so that's an excellent example at the end of the day what robin hood has really done is basically bring um price transparency in financial markets to retail folks right now you know this may sound all like totally new and if you but to be honest you know japan has had it for at least for the past 20 to 25 years you know retail financial trading in japan has been extremely popular so i would say robin hood is a consequence of the fact that the us economically is 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 basically in like dire straits right it's 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 basically people have a bunch of cash and the government has just given them you know into their hands and you know they don't have like basically work to do so there is this whole like i would say you know i i would say financialization of like us economic activity which is which is which is why there's a consequence of robin hood and um you know uh, robin hood is not something where it's just a technology black box and you know it's just like making money disintermediating people if anything the what robin hood has done has brought a whole number of new people into the market who didn't exist so again to highlight the point that the technology has just produced the tools to basically i would say enable a whole bunch of people to basically also participate or like enjoy a product i think you can go on and on on this like again like you know for example when you talk about amazon i mean there are a number of like small people in india right now starting off with saying oh, i'm going to disintermediate this market that market at the end of the day and amazon was one and it's taken what 10 years for them to take profitable that's a long time right i mean like you know people can totally die in 10 years in terms of industries um 
and the, the, the sheer size of basically their uh, supply chain that they've built, I mean, it's got to be seen to be believed, right? And even in the UK, if you go to like, you know, Cornwall or like somewhere out in like Wales, where honestly, there's no human being or cow for like 30 miles as an Amazon warehouse. I mean, that didn't come just because of a technology disintermediation, right? That's bricks and mortar of somebody having pinpointed that spot and like built a warehouse there. So absolutely. Uh, so I think, I think, uh, yeah, I would say that at least hopefully the generation that is listening to the podcast is no danger of getting disintermediated in any industry. Right. I think, I think the technology should be viewed as a tool. And if you're like, you know, if you have some bright ideas, actually, for example, let's say in foreign exchange, you know, there's stuff like Revolut and so on, or totally changing the way, you know, cross-border effects is being handled. All that is great. But, you know, I think your knowledge of technology and your use of technology will only enable you to have like, you know, more, I would say, better and like longer, more fruitful careers. There's no question of any like technology takeover, I would say. That's that's actually a really nice ending note. Um, and uh, Mani, this was super helpful, uh, certainly for me, and I hope uh, to others listening as well. And thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Um, you know, do you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but are you active on Twitter or any other places? If, if people want to reach you, uh, if you want to share something as to where they can reach you, uh, let, let us know. If not, that's fine as well. Yeah, sure. I mean, thanks for having me. Yes, I mean, I, I, I think you, you could call me one of those old-fashioned people on Twitter. I don't uh, <laughs> sort of like, yeah, I, I only observe the conversation. Don't, don't, don't think that like everybody should go to jail and like uh, be burnt in stakes for every little mistake. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can discuss offline and I can share some contacts. I'm very happy for people to like reach out if they found it useful. And obviously, you know, all the best to you and all the best to all your listeners. If there's anything I can do to help, happy to. Yep, thanks for having me. Awesome, thank you.